0: Hey, what's up guys? I was interviewed recently on the strength coach podcast by Anthony Renna and I talked a lot about follow-up and essentially I got into that this is probably one of the most profitable things that you could spend your time on because most of you are generating leads But not a lot of you are converting the leads into clients, and that's essentially what we want. We want to make money in our business, and we're not going to make money with leads. You're going to make money with new clients, and your follow-up system is the key to that. So I unpack this entire system with Anthony Rana on the Strength Coach Podcast. Take a listen.
1: All right, guys, now it's time for a special episode. We do this every month with Vince Gabriel, founder of Gabriel Fitness Performance and the Fitness Business University. He helps gym owners get more clients, make more money, and have more freedom. He's the author of nine fitness business related books, including the big book of marketing. Vince, how you doing?
0: What's up, Ant? How's it going today?
1: Doing good, doing good. Hey, I saw Vanessa posted some uh, some pretty cool pictures. Uh and I was like, that's what I haven't heard from Vince in a while. Um, looks like you guys are away. I gotta hear really. I know you always have every time you go away, I'm like, you always have some weird, crazy ass story too. I hope you got <laughs> one for us today.
0: Um, yeah, we went to uh, we went to wait two weeks in a row. Uh the first one we went to this little ranch. Uh, in New York. Uh, actually, not probably not far from you in White Plains. I think it was called uh, uh what was it called? Some horse ranch, uh, rocking horse ranch. It was called. Uh, okay. So it's not far from White Plains. But and then uh and then this past weekend we went to um, Vermont and went skiing, and we stayed at the the Trap Family Lodge, which is really cool. Like a lot of history. There's a the the movie. Uh, the sound of music uh was based on the the trap family um so a lot of cool history there um but my kids are not skiers we we went um to Stowe Mountain and they've only been skiing once in their whole life so as a family we kind of got together skiing and Vanessa is not a good skier either it's funny Vanessa is that she was a good skier and then she started to ski and i was like she's horrible terrible awful um, <laughs> no way <laughs> so she's like one of the kids like so we start on the bunny slopes and i i really i'm not a like a i'm very intermediate right uh so i'm not an yeah. advanced skier, but i'm not a beginner and um so it was really fun so we're going on the bunny slopes in the green circles and i'm teaching the kids how to ski and they're like following me in the line and stuff and it was really good and my oldest daughter bella um she's like, oh, dad, I think I'm ready to try a blue square because um, we were on the green ones. And I was like, all right. And then we went to a blue one. And it was actually like the blue, it was pretty steep for a blue. It's like kind of like it was a straight down type of blue. It was a tougher one. And she starts going down and she panics and just like went straight down the mountain, like wasn't making turns like I showed her and just like went out <laughs> of control and like fell and kind of bumped into some guy. Um, and the guy started, like, getting upset and, like, yelling oh, God. at at Bella. And I, I'm, like, watching the whole thing because it was very steep. But it was short. So I was kind of, like, not far behind. Um, and I watched this thing unfolding. And um, while he's talking to an 11-year-old in a condescending way, after literally an 11-year-old girl bumped into him, uh, I come down the mountain. Um, and you know, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm six foot four on skis, right? It's a, it's a, it's a sight right? You know, (laughs) um, and uh, you know, you got puffy jackets on, so you look bigger. And so I come (laughs) down the mountain and I give this man a verbal wedgie, um, for talking my daughter at all. Um, but also like making him feel like he was like. Two feet tall. After I said it's her first time down a blue square, dare like I just like went off on the dude. Wow. My, my My other daughter Toria is like going wanted to go after the guy and stuff. My other daughter Toria, she's like that's jujitsu and she's all fired. She was all fired up. Um, but by the way, my both my kids are doing jujitsu. Joey and uh, Toria, and Toria just she's like I tell. Ta- I, I got her what I got. A, she's a to like just beginner white belt, and she said she got a yellow belt in Americana the other day. Uh, <laughs> and she's all fi- she was all fired up. So it's such a great sport, but anyway. Um, so uh, we're we, we, she she Bella was a little wigged out by the whole situation, right? And we go back on the greens and we start going over the basics and flying around the mountain. Um, and she does better and better, better. And I went to go, uh, to get lunch and she stayed skiing with her, um, her, uh, cousins, her cousins were there. And, um, I saw her when she came back from skiing and she had this big smile on her face and she said, "Dad, guess what I did. I did the blue square that I fell on before I did it. And she went down and she did it again. She was all like, she was all excited and all fired up. And it's just like, um, it, it, you know, a lot of the things that we um, fail at are due to fear, right? We're afraid of things. So we shy away from it. And, and, and the fastest way to not be afraid of things is to face the fear as fast as possible. And so like if she all of a sudden said, well, next time I go to Stowe, which will be next year, right? Yeah, I'll try yeah. that blue one again, right? And she, she now has to wait an entire year to face her fear again. And instead of like waiting an entire year, she did it that day and she did it you know, only a couple hours after that one time. And so I think that I've been telling the story just because, one, I like to tell the story of me giving that guy a verbal wedgie. But <laughs> then after I stuffed him in a locker. And, uh, but, but, but the other thing is, it's like, you know, if, if you are afraid of something and most business owners are, you're afraid of, you know, what would happen if your business fails You're afraid of what would happen if you lose a client, if you lose a trainer, right? You're all afraid of that. And, and the fastest way to overcome fear is, is, is to face it. So then my message has been recently, whatever, there's something that you're afraid of, whether that being a fall or whatever, Um, the fastest way to get over it is to just, uh, face it head on. So that doesn't really have much to do with what we were, um, we're going to talk about today, but I just, you, you said, I like to come home with cool stories from my trips. And I thought that was the coolest one I got, Um, uh,
1: you know, but you got to add that your, uh, uh, Tori, uh, took the guy down and choked him out (laughs) and with her yellow belt. That would have been awesome. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah, that would be good.
1: But you're right. It's a great lesson. It's a great reminder. That's one of those things that you always have to be reminded of. I think one of the things, like you said, like fail, but also a lot of us are afraid. I always, I always use the term because it's, it's me. Uh, what if I have a party and nobody comes, right? Like, so what if I open the gym and, and I don't get any customers? Or what if I start a social media? What if I have a post and nobody watches it or nobody likes it? Or, um, and, and it's one of those things that the more you do and you just kind of got to get, cause you do get discouraged when, you know, when, and, it might not be failing, failing, like just because your social media is not killing it or whatever, if you think that's important. Uh, But just to kind of keep going and keep doing it, uh, I think it's just a great
0: reminder for people. Yeah, the number one and we're going to talk about this a little bit today, but the number one quality in sales is, is is buoyancy, is your ability to stay afloat amongst an ocean of rejection, right? It's like you can't be successful in selling if all of a sudden you just like someone says no and all of a sudden it takes you three weeks to ask someone else for a sale, you know? So you got to understand that it's like, it's it's your ability to stay afloat when you actually things don't. Go your way, and your ability to say next, yeah, (laughs) next next mountain, next hill, next next client, right? And the faster you can do that, the more successful uh, you're going to be.
1: Yeah, and and actually, I think there that has something to do. I mean, today's title is the giant pile of money business owners sit on, but are too drunk on quote unquote, more leads to activate it. And I, you know, what what happens once you get a lead? And I think sometimes this does have something to do with because it's like, you're afraid sometimes to, oh, I don't want to keep calling these leads. If you call that lead or if you act on it and you're not getting the response you want. So let's let's jump into this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, and I, here's the thing. I, I own a marketing agency, so I make a living on more leads, right? You know, like I, I my my marketing agency is Kiss Marketing, which at some point I'm going to have Will on the podcast because I think it's uh, that that business has exploded in the last year, and we are helping so many people. Uh, I went through every digital marketing agency uh, in the industry as a as, as a client when I was, you know running the gym, GFP back in the day. Uh, And you never could find the combination of good customer service, good client experience, good follow-up with good results. You never found it. And we have cracked the code on it. Uh, And it's really, really exciting what's going on. Down in San Antonio, Texas, which are, which is where HQ is. But, um, so I, I, I'm not against more leads. You do need lead flow. You do need to be always trying to get more leads and add more to the top of the funnel. Um, but more leads don't necessarily equate to more money. And that is essentially what you want when someone says more leads. What do they want? They want more money. And I do believe that a lot of people that are saying more leads, um, they have not done their due diligence on leveraging all of the assets that are available to them to make more money, right? Um, so today, really what I want to talk about is the pile of money that you're sitting on, which is all of the unconverted leads that you have right now. Right, so these are the leads that opted in through your website or Facebook that did not become clients. These are the leads that you know left your gym. You know, no, no, it's probably rare, and, and you know this as a gym owner, right? It's probably rare that someone left Five Iron Fitness. It's Five Iron, right? Five, five Iron. Five Iron. Yep. Yes. I I don't know my golf. I don't know if it's three wood fitness, five iron, three, three <laughs> thing, fitness, five iron. OK, I got it right the first time. Right. And they probably didn't like stick two middle fingers up in your face and say, you suck, Ant. I'm never coming back. Right. They probably just left because life got in the way. And like, and yeah, just, like so. But that is like, you know, a list of people, you know, um, that, hey, the longer you're in business, the bigger that list is going to be and it's a way for you to pick up the phone and, and then call these people and just say hey do you want to come back like it's 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 so simple like everyone wants to get so sophisticated with all the crap going on in marketing and it's like they don't do the basics of just like hey you trained with us a year ago how are things going on your own and it's like how it's so rare that you know, most of the people that we work with are pretty good at what they do, I think, right? They do a good job, yeah. they get good results, right? And mm-hmm. it's I would think that in our world, in the Mike Boyle world, right, in our world that there's probably not a gym that they're going to leave your gym and go to a gym down the street that's better than you. That has better customer service than you, that has better results than you. It's it's rare, I believe. Because I think the people that listen to this podcast and the people that follow Mike are the best of the best in the industry. So what? And they they have a growth mindset.
1: They're looking to learn. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, it's something you're actively trying to get better at with the business stuff, right, too.
0: So it's it's not really, your competition is them doing nothing. It's your competition is not the CrossFit down the street because they're probably not going to that. They're probably doing nothing. And if they did do something, they did something for a month and then they quit because they realized, you know, it wasn't as good as you. And then, and, and but, but the other thing is too, and, and we'll get to this more, but um, people don't want to come back um, because they're embarrassed that they left. Good point. And, 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 and think of it like this. Um, and I, I know this from personal experience because I've been in a gym owner for 15 years. So after 15 years, right? There's a lot of people in my community that have left my gym a lot, a lot. Okay. Um, so when I see someone in the grocery store, it's not just, they don't want me to look at their cart to see all the fruit loops that they have in their car. <laughs> it's, yeah. they don't want to make eye contact with me because they're embarrassed that they left. And when you reach out to them after they left, you're saying, Hey, it's okay. I'm not mad at you for leaving. It's all right. You're more than welcome to come back. I don't think you're a quitter. I just think your life got in the way and, and hey, here's an invitation to come back. And by the way, uh, your first month's free too. Yeah, like it's like it's a, but that's like the thing like you, we, that you have this opportunity to do this every day. You have this opportunity to pick up the phone. And, and and I teach all the mastermind members like five people a month, five people a month, pick up the phone and call five former clients and pick up the phone. And just call them. Don't text them, like call them and leave a voicemail and, you know, like do it like a just like a human to human thing. Like old school, right? And it's like, if you don't have the time to do that, then it's just like, come on, right? But but everyone's kind of wants to spend 45 minutes planning their TikTok post and, you know, this and that, but they can't pick up the phone and call five people, you know? So yeah. I, I think it's, it's really important. But the whole point of it, this topic is to understand that the fortune is in the follow-up. That That is really what the, the memorable point of the episode is, is the fortune is not in the new leads. The fortune is in the follow-up, right? And there's really two layers to your follow-up system. There's the follow-up, there's the immediate follow-up, right? After someone opts in for something. But then there is the follow-up that is long-term if they don't purchase anything. Then there is the follow-up that I was just talking about. If they come to you and then they leave, what's the follow-up after that? So the reality of this whole thing is that there's lots of money to be made if you have good systems in your business for getting people um, to, to convert, okay? And so um, the story I always tell is the story of um, you know when I was in San Diego and Vanessa, was working at Fitness Quest. I mean we both were there and employees and I used to stalk Vanessa and you know, um, we had this at that at that point, we had this big appointment book. It was like, you know, it was probably like like a four foot book on the desk, right? It was like this one of those big ones, right? And her initials at the <laughs> time were VC. Her her main name is uh Carver. Right. And so her uh so I would look for VC on the calendar. And I would legitimately book my schedule around when VC was working. So, like Vanessa had a appointment; she was the only person working at six thirty on Saturday mornings. And she had these two people that never, ever didn't come. They always were; they never were on vacation. That's why she always says, "My six thirty on Saturday morning never goes on vacation." So I always have to work on Saturday morning. So I would always book sessions. At 630 on Saturday mornings, because I was alone with Vanessa in the gym. It was just me and her. She was in the Pilates room. I was in the gym and I would just like be like eyeing her up, man. And it was years in the making before we even started dating. But no, I started. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is uh-huh. years. This is years. Um, and then I eventually. um you know, got the courage to like ask her to go out and we were, we were friends and stuff. So I was like, Hey, do you want to go get sushi or something? She was like, "No," nah, nah, nah. And she said, no. And then I like, I asked her something else, like probably like a couple, couple months later. And I was like, Hey, and she said no again. Um, and then finally I had a, a, a ticket to a Tom Petty concert, an extra ticket. And I called her up and I said, Hey V, I got an extra ticket to Tom Petty. Do you want to go with me? She goes, "Who? Tom, who's Tom Petty? No way. And I was just like, yeah. And I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, but she ended up coming with me. And that was the first uh, that was the first like kind of turned into a date uh, at the Tom Petty concert and, and the rest of this history. Right. But but if I don't follow up, if I don't ask her again. Like, I don't have a beautiful wife. I don't have uh, three kids like I don't have like it's like, you know, it was worth it. The follow up was worth it. Um, but that's kind of the same approach that that people, you know, have to take if you want to make more sales Hey, they're probably not going to say yes the first time. I think it's like it's used to be 7 it used to be set uh, people need 7 times to make a decision. And now it's probably like 10 to 13.
1: When you say that, right. do you mean like I I always remember that as called contacts, right? Like David yeah.
0: Ogilvy used to
1: or do you mean like personal con personal like hey Vanessa do you want to go out hey Vanessa do you want to go out you know like do you need seven actual uh, in person or do you think like they saw my ad they did this, they did that there's an email whatever yeah
0: I I, I don't know the answer to that right you know I I, I can't be hundred percent sure I know that the research shows that it's like seven to ten was the old and now it's kind of yeah. up to ten to 13 um because the, okay. but the but the point is is that you got to understand that people are indecisive. That is like, it's like the human behavior thing. The thing we're trying to realize is that, all right, they're not going to all of a sudden see gym, personal training. Oh right, yeah, let me do that. Right. It's going to take follow-up. It's going to take time. And it doesn't mean, you know, I always tell, I think I've talked about this before, but I always tell the story of, um, I was on my uh, porch one Saturday morning and I looked at my neighbor's house and he had, um, uh, what are they called? Um not satellite, um, uh, solars, it's solar Solar panels. panels. Yeah. 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 And I'm looking at it. That seems pretty cool. So I Googled it and I opted in for something, some kind of lead magnet or something. Um, and then I was just like the rest of the day. I went on with my day, and then I got a call like five days later from the sun, the with the solar panel guy. He was like, "Hey, I saw you're interested in solar panels. Uh, do you have time to call?" And I was like, "That was six five days ago. I'm kind of like done with that by now, right?" I, I was like on to the next thing. Come um, on, but, wind now, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but 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 if he had called me that day when I was interested and it was the peak of my interest, so the point I'm trying to make is um, speed is essential in that initial follow-up. Speed is essential in that initial follow-up. And I believe that everyone should um, have something automated, right, the, 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 for that initial response. Um, I do believe that automation alone will not cut it. Automation alone will not cut it. You need a combination of automation and then human follow-up. So, what we teach at GFP, what we teach in the SPF Mastermind, right, is an automated text that goes out right away. Okay, but then a phone call as fast as possible. They opt in at nine o'clock. Our goal is to call them before 910, right? As fast as humanly possible. Now, I know some people listening to this, but I'm training at 910. There's no way I can make that phone call. Well, you have to do it as fast as you possibly can. But just know that speed does matter because we're in an, we live in this instant gratification world. So if someone search around on your website and all of a sudden they're inspired enough to opt in, they want to talk to somebody. In fact, an agency, and we, we build uh, websites every day for gyms. That's what we do. Um, and we have well over 100 websites going right now. Okay, The best offer right now is talk to a trainer. Right, And that's what really? they want to do. Yeah. is talk to a trainer. They want to talk to somebody. They want to talk to somebody about yeah. the next step. Right. And it's a very hands off. It's like 21 days for $47. You know, you, you could do that, or you could say, I don't want to talk to somebody because that's ultimately what people want. Like right? they want to just make sure that the person that we're going to work with is going to understand what they're going through, Right. Um, so, uh, th- th- so speed is really, really important. Now, the, the, the step that a lot of people fail to make is the organization of this entire process, right? Is how, how well um, is the uh, lead follow-up organized, okay? Now, let me give you a, 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 a quick analogy. So, uh, Ant, when you lived in White Plains, mm-hmm. anytime you ordered something on Amazon, it was shipped from a place in Maryland, this massive Amazon facility where all of the products were stored. So if you order, you know, something, you know, I don't know, from Jocko, right. It's not coming from Jocko's house in California, right. On Amazon, it's coming from the Amazon fulfillment center in wherever it is in Maryland. And that's why they can get there and, Prime sometimes creepily in six hours like i i, I find that very very creepy that I, I don't know why it's some people may find it good i find it very creepy that i can order something in the morning and then in the afternoon it's on my door i, yeah, I don't know man, why but i just find that creepy <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not sure right but there is this incubator where everything goes all the stuff goes to maryland and then from Maryland, I, I can't be sure. I don't, I think that's for the East coast. I'm sure that's just a- the East coast. We have
1: one in Indiana. Cause I, i same thing. Everything always goes to this one town. There's a huge one there.
0: Got it. Right. And so Maryland just serves the East coast, right? So there's yeah. five four, right. So, um, but there's this one incubator where everything goes. And that is, you, you must have that system set up in your business. You must have an incubator where all leads go into one organized place. Okay, so if someone opts in through a website, or someone opts in through Facebook, or someone even calls you manually, right? All of that gets pumped into this incubator, this Amazon fulfillment center that you have for your business. Now, we at at Kiss Marketing we have a we have a software uh, a software that we built. Called Convert Cloud, right? And Convert Cloud is basically like a, a sales CRM, right? So it goes from the website and it goes into Convert Cloud and then it shows up as a new lead, right? And then from there, what you can do is you have the ability to drag it over. It's a new lead. We called the new lead and then you would drag it over, right? So without getting into too much detail about the system, the most important point for them to take away from this ant is that there needs to be this incubator where everything goes so that you can have this visual of everything. The days of having a, um, even at Fitness Quest, right? All of the calls that came in or notes that came in would go into this um, pink slip type thing where you would write it down and there was a pink slip. And if a trainer, there was a message for a trainer, they would hand you the pink slip. And on the bottom, there was a yellow carbon copy of it. And there was like these notes everywhere, right? And it was just scattered, right? But we live Mm -hmm. in a different world than we did in 2005, right? Um, But this, this organized software, this process, now this could be an Excel spreadsheet. This could be a software like Convert Cloud. It doesn't matter what it is. But in order to have a successful follow-up campaign, right? whether that's following up with very, very new leads, whether that's following up with leads that are three to six months old, or whether that's following up with former members, they all need to be put into this incubator so that when you want to block time on your calendar, to activate the pile of money that you're sitting on, man, I can't think of a better activity for a gym owner to go into their incubator to spend a half hour following up with current leads, spend another half hour following up with leads from the last three to six months and spend another half an hour um, following up with former clients to come back. I can't think of a better 90 minutes for a gym owner to spend to start making more money, right? Um, And if it's not you doing it, then you're doing the training of the person that is doing it. Um, And that is an important point, right? So I talked about the software and this incubator, which is really, really important. But who is doing this activity is essential, okay? Um, A lot of people will hire a front desk person. And they will give the front desk person the responsibility to follow up with leads. And that is basically like, well, quick sidebar story. My kids in the summertime tend to go out the glass sliding door into the yard. And when the air conditioning is on, they will haphazardly leave the door open. So now I am paying my hard earned money to air condition the outside of Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. (laughs) So after the third or fourth time in a day that they leave it open, what I do is I bring them out to my fire pit and I ask them to go up into their rooms and I say, go each of you grab a $1 bill. And I have them grab a $1 bill from their rooms and I have them throw the $1 bills into the fire pit. And then I will start lighting the $1 bills on fire. And I will teach them the lesson of, hey, when you leave the door open while the air conditioning is on, you essentially are lighting money on fire. And then I go into the rule of respecting money and all of that kind of stuff, right? Um, But that's what it's like. Hiring a front desk person that's not trained to follow up with leads, that's not trained to say the right things, that's not trained to ask the right questions, is simply like lighting money on fire. So whoever is going to do this, whoever is going to own this part of the business, and it's one of the most important parts of the business. And um I I I don't and have I done the four stages. Um, I think I have talked about that. Yes. Uh, on the podcast. Basically, yeah. you know, if you're in stage one or two, you need to be doing this. Right. If you're a very, very beginner gym owner or you're a gym owner that's got like two full-time trainers, one part-time and an admin, you still need to do this. As you get to stage three and you get further along and you have full-time people in certain positions and you have a larger company, you can start to pass this off, but only pass it off to someone that knows the job, that knows the outcome, that knows the goal, knows the value and the importance of this part of your business. But if you're in stage one or two, like you should own this and you should almost be delighted to do it. And, and, and here's the thing. Sometimes it sucks, right? Because you know it's, you know why it sucks? It sucks because it kind of get told no. And it goes back to the failure thing that we talked about very early on in the podcast, right? It sucks to get told no. It sucks to call someone and say, well, I didn't opt in for this. Well, who are you? yeah are you right right and it's just like you know what what gabriel fitness like like, where is that like and they it's almost like they just trampled on your own baby it's just like how did they say (laughs) these terrible things to you but it goes back to buoyancy it goes back to like hey dude this is this is the game this is what you know you need to you know put your ego aside you need to put your feelings aside And you need to go and you need to be able to make a phone call and then make another phone call. And, you know, one of my when I'm getting discouraged, one of the things I'll listen to is the Howard Stern um, is the Howard Stern clip. uh, Your feedback is irrelevant. Have you ever heard that? No. Oh, my gosh. Do you want me to play it? How long is it? It's like two minutes. Let's play it. It's worth it. It's Are we going to get in trouble with Howard Stern? Or? Uh, no, I doubt it. I mean, I don't think okay. he cares. Uh, there is a couple of curses in. It. Is that okay? Yeah. All right, good. Uh, let's see if I can find it quickly. We
1: just warned everybody, so you, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, so your feedback is irrelevant. That's what we're uh, we're, we're waiting to listen to you.
0: Cool. Yeah, I, I always play this. Um, See if I can find it quickly. Um, shoot. Uh, uh, uh
1: listener,
0: hold Hello. Uh, if we can't find it, what we'll do is I'll put it. I'll get send you the link, and I'll put it in the show yeah, uh. notes. Last one, stern clip. All right, I can't, I can't find it. I usually have it like on my I usually have it almost like ready to go cuz I play it so much. Uh we'll we'll put the link in the show notes, but essentially it's 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 I give I can't find it. Um it's Howard Stern, basically some guy calls up and he goes, "Howard, I'd like to give you a little feedback on the show." And Howard goes, "Not necessary." <laughs> and he's like what what and howard's like your feedback is irrelevant he's like i don't care what you say i do what i want to do he's like no you should care what people think i was like he's like i don't care what people think like i have been made famous by not caring what people think like it's just like but it's just it's it's hilarious it's really funny yeah we'll, we'll put the link in the uh okay cool in the in the show notes but it is um anytime anyone is uh like Talks to me about unsubscribes from emails or someone like kind of yells at them because follow up with them I have them listen to that. Um, yeah, and it's just good. It's just good fuel. But the reality of all this is 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 if we could kind of put a ball in this whole thing, right? It's understanding that the fortune is in the follow up. That you have this, you know, this period of lead generation where you're doing activity and you're spending money to generate leads. But then there's this whole process in the middle called nurturing or you know follow up or whatever you want to call it that is like moving them from lead to client right and if you don't move them from lead to client you're never going to make any money right and i think a lot of people put stock and they should be putting stock in the lead generation side of things but an equal number of uh time and energy needs to be put into making those leads to become clients otherwise it's a big waste of resources and a big waste of money so um it it, it is it is that the fortune is in the follow-up it is consistently understanding that human beings are indecisive and that you need to follow up multiple times there needs to be speed and tenacity on the front end and then there needs to be very consistent follow-up on the back end um that's like the, that's kind of the point I wanted to make uh, to people, and then in between there, like I said earlier, they need that incubator, right? They need that incubator of um, where it all goes. Um, and the last thing is like this: this kind of also makes the case for um, you know long-term email promotions, right? To to email your list regularly. Right because when you email your list regularly you're starting to nurture the people that didn't buy right away um and then there's an interesting um there's an interesting study done, I believe it was done by the data handling inquiry service, and they basically called up people that um and did a survey and they called up people that opted in to buy something and they asked. Did you buy? Like you opted in to buy a sofa. Did you mm-hmm. buy a sofa? And 50% of the people said, yes, I bought a sofa. Right? So that's a good thing to know. Yeah. Right? Is that, hey, 50% of the people that opt in for things will buy it. Right? So if you get 100 leads, there's a good chance that you'll have 50 people that will buy. It. Right? So let's just use the numbers of 50 right? Out of 100. We'll use 100 total people and 50 bought. Well, what they found was only 15% bought in the first 100 days. So of the 50 that bought, only seven bought in the first 100 days. The rest, which is 85%, which is almost 37 or something like that, bought in the next 100 days weeks, right? So it begs the case for, yes, you have to, there, there are people ready to buy, but only a small percentage are ready to buy immediately. There's a large percentage that are ready to buy in the next 100 weeks. Yeah, And so you, what will you do is you kind of like, you, you lose confidence. You're like, oh, they didn't, I got a bunch of leads on Facebook and none of them came in. Right. And it's just like, it's just math at that point. And so the way you increase the chances is you have more of consistent follow-up and understand that there's 85% of the people that are going to buy something, but they're probably not going to buy if you don't follow up with them. Yep. And that begs the case for you know long-term email promotions and sending three emails a week to your list and having calls to action and a super signature to take the next step and do all that kind of stuff. So uh, there are people there are people that will buy right away, but only a small number. The rest of them are going to buy over the next 100 weeks and your best bet is to have stuff out there going the entire time.
1: Yeah. And so, never a reminder for those not that great in math. That's 2 years, right? And that you have those names, you have those leads, those you know that that were interested, right? I mean that yeah. that's a long it's a long time, but I, it reminds me of a, when I worked in the bar business, I, I wrote an article on this actually, it was called, um, uh, I don't care about the line. Okay. So when I was in the bar business, I worked for these really, like I worked for a celebrity and um, everybody wanted to be in these the, the newer bar. So I, when I opened this bar, it was in Union Square, it's called the Underbar. Everybody wanted to be there. Okay. So what would happen is people would start coming in. And then I would start getting busy and I would notice my bartenders were getting busy. My waitresses were getting slammed. Everybody was. And so I would tell my doorman, Hey, don't let anybody in five minutes later. And we got a line out here. And I was like, I don't care about the line, the line, the people online. It wasn't a manufactured line, by the way, it was there. The people on the line were not my customers. The people inside were my customers. So everybody like, no, just get them in. No, my bartender, the people inside couldn't get a drink, right? Or they weren't comfortable. So if you're sitting around with Vanessa and you can't get to the bar and it's getting like too crowded and people, what are you going to do? You're going to leave. So I would always make sure it was really comfortable. I was like, don't, I don't care about the line. The line doesn't represent my current. Customer, I'm worried about the people inside my bar right now. So to me, it's very similar.
0: Yeah, you have those
1: people; they're gold.
0: And but the line is also a great thing because the line shows other people that hey, that's the place to be. You know, it is. You don't want to walk into a restaurant and all of a sudden there's like 17 empty tables and you're the only one in there, and it's like oh god. Yeah, yeah. Um, No,
1: but it wasn't manufactured. I promise, it wasn't. I didn't need to do it. I, I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't blame you if it was. So
1: yeah,
0: lying <laughs> at uh, 5 30
1: in the afternoon it wasn't happening.
0: Yeah, but that's it. So, fortune is in the follow up, but everyone's sitting on a giant pile of money. Everyone listening to this has unconverted leads. Uh, in the last 100 days, everyone has unconverted leads in the last 100 weeks, depending on how long they've been in business. And everyone of this has clients that used to train with them that no longer train with them. Um, that a phone call away could probably get them uh, to come back. So that is that kind of midpoint, that pile of money that you are sitting on that um, many people are too drunk on generating new leads to be able to activate the money. Because remember at the end of the day, what you're trying to do, you're trying to make money. That's what your business is for. You're trying to make money in your business. Um, you don't make money with leads. You make money with clients and the people in your world are already taking you already got them as leads right they're already taking the first hardest the first step which is the hardest step they're already in your world and now you just got to do the right things to get them to come into your world with a check good stuff vince before i let you go you always have some kind
1: of webinar coming up or Offer what I mean, you got to give us something
0: here. Yeah, no, uh, the only thing I have right now is I'm um, uh, giving away copies of my marketing book. Um, so all your listeners need to do to get a free copy of my book, The Ultimate Guide to Marketing in Your Gym, is just go to vince'sfreebook.com and they can download a free copy of the book. So that's what I have to offer. Nothing to um no no uh we are we do have a uh a seminar i am doing with perform better coming up but at the release of this podcast the uh the registration page is not ready yet Um, but the next time we do an episode uh i will talk about it i'm very excited yeah it's going to be in um early may and i'm doing it uh, at the Perform Better headquarters in Providence, Rhode Island, a two-day business seminar. Um, so I'm super excited about that. But I'll give uh, your listeners more detail nice. um, as we as we go. Cool. All right, Vince, thanks for doing this.
1: And uh, we'll talk to you next time.
0: Thanks, brother. Peace. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for listening. Do me a favor and go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. This way you'll get notified when we get new episodes come out. And if you really, really loved it, I'd truly appreciate it if you left us a five-star rating. So thanks so much. If you're looking for more free stuff uh, from me, head over to vincisfreebook.com. You'll get a free copy of my marketing book. And just head over to vincisfreebook.com and I'll send you a copy. Thanks.